evening, everyone. This talk tonight is about embodiment. I had um, two conversations with people today um, that reminded me yet again how difficult it can be for some people, particularly people who've been uh, traumatised in their life in some way, to do sitting meditation, even for a few minutes. And it's a really good lesson for me because um, I've been doing it for so long. Um, I don't know, maybe 40 years or something. I've been doing it for so long that I'm just very comfortable being in my body and being in present and being in zazen. And um, it's a very long time since I felt any kind of um, disturbance about doing that or distress about doing that. I remember when I first started doing um, Sazen in Japan when I was in my mid-twenties of having a feeling of dread going back into the meditation hall and sitting for another long block of sitting. But that, that passed after a while. But even in later in when I was in Hawaii doing a lot of um, sessions, I remember feeling um, um, wanting to get to the end of it, you know, pushing to get to the end of it. When, when will this please end? Um, but then as time went on, um, then that, that need to escape from the moment and to escape from this subjective bodily experience just kind of dissolves more and more. And that's the great thing about doing this practice is that you, in becoming more embodied, there's no need to escape from yourself, right? And, um, and so many people are, are running through life like hamsters on a wheel, you know, running through life, actually trying to escape from themselves and escape from their, their own subjective experience of being embodied, which is pretty sad. Um, but with people who are um, traumatised, they described to me that, um, that, that, that as soon as they just sit in that meditation posture, quiet and so on, they find themselves contracting and, and tightening up. And um, it's just extre- it's like excruciating to do it. And they can even do yoga and they can do tai chi and they can do um, body scan meditations where there's a voice talking to them. But get them just to be silent and quiet and something, something gets triggered off. Now, in a sense, it's, in a sense it's irrational, in the sense of um, in here and now rationality. Um, could be explained in terms of the past. But in terms of here and now experience, what could be, what could be more frightening? What, what could be less frightening than just being in your body and, and experiencing quiet, you know, in an embodied way? In present way, there's actually nothing very, there's nothing threatening about it, and yet it becomes a very threatening experience for people who are traumatized. And people who are traumatized um, uh, disassociate; they sort of become very disconnected from their present moment experience, and they live in this kind of distracted realm a lot of the time. So they're disembodied. Dissociation is a very disembodied kind of experience. And the, um, and the work, the therapeutic work in working with people like that is always to get them to come back 
to be embodied again and, and actually enjoy being in their body and feel comfortable in their body again rather than having to disconnect. Now, people who are traumatised um, are down a more extreme end in terms of their difficulty with just being quiet and doing sitting meditation. Um, uh, but then you move up the scale and, and just your average person finds it very difficult to sit in meditation as well, traumatised or not. Right? And to just sit there and be quiet without any project to preoccupy them or any kind of distraction. And it's because ordinary people, everyday people, live in a disembodied state as well, as one of our readings points out that we read often. Um, and my sense is we stay, we stay in that disembodied state of thinking and reactive emotion because we really just can't settle into the, the actual underlying visceral feelings of being in our body. And this is true of people who are traumatised, but it's also true of people in just everyday life who live ordinary lives is that um, the emotions that are often getting triggered off all the time are our primitive fight-flight um, emotions of fear and anger, you know, and, and fear may not be like panic, you know, but it's kind of edginess, or anger may not necessarily be rage, but it's irritability and so on. It's still in that same realm. It's getting triggered off all the time. And for for ordinary people, the degree that we have an identification with um, an I-me-mine complex with an ego, like there's some sense of separate self there, like an I with a capital I, um, the more we, we're, we're caught in that experience, my sense is the more our fight-flight mechanism is triggered off because so many things will be a threat to that I an insult, do you know, loss of status, do you know, what if praise, do you know, whatever it will be, it's getting triggered off all the time to protect this separate sense of self. And if we just live in that, that emotionally reactive thinking place all the time, it's kind of disembodied. Right? That's why um, it's not always a great idea to always say to people, trust your feelings. Um, because the feelings they may be experienced may be based on false perceptions where they perceive danger when there's actually no danger at all. You know? So when it's in that reactive, when emotions are coming out of that very reactive place, it perhaps shouldn't be trusted. But the feelings that, that can be trusted and what we're trying to get to through um, meditation experience and Zen training, if you get below that that reactive knee-jerk kind of emotion and then you, you really just settle into the body, then you find, like one of my, my clients said today, you find a whole realm of feelings underneath the surface of those surface emotions. And, and she describes to me um, positive and negative feelings, like feelings of deep sadness and deep feelings of love and feelings of budding joy coming through. The whole range of experience, which is below that 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 sort of top level fight flight sort of primitive survival kind of mechanism that can get triggered off all the time. So once you the the process of zazen 
doing it over and over again, day after day, year after year, is it's just that you settle into this body. Um, and as we say, as we re- refer to in um, Haku and Zenji's song of Sazen, this very place is the lotus land. This very body, the Buddha. Right? This very body, the Buddha. And uh, to, to embrace that and to be at ease in this um, and in, at ease in the, the, um, the spaciousness of the mind that doesn't have to be filled in, uh, that's what we experience from doing this, not just when we're sitting um, and in our everyday life. Once we've become grounded in that, then you don't have to escape from anything. What have we got to escape from? That's what people don't realise it, but from a Buddhist point of view, people are running and running and running, getting caught up in work and drama and so on, simply because unconsciously they're escaping from this inner subject, subjective experience that they just can't stay with. Mm-hmm. But train yourself to stay with it and enjoy with it and live out of that experience, and you've got a whole different way of relating to your life completely turned around. So whether it's the process of therapy or whether it's the process of um, doing Zen meditation over a lifetime, um, the, 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 uh, the process is the same. In both cases it's going from this disembodied state um, into an embodied state, which is um, a much better place to be. <laughs>